Hi, everybody, and welcome into the Horror's Edge podcast. My name's Phil. And I'm Stacy. And today we're going to be discussing, reviewing, and completely breaking down Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Um, first thing that I want to bring up before talking about this movie, uh, which will spoil the first few minutes of this movie probably, is uh, how much can a movie a sequel specifically vary from the direction that a previous uh, film gave it. So, spoilers for Halloween 4 if you haven't seen that. Um, this movie, uh, Halloween 4 ends with Jamie uh, end up basically being cursed by Michael Byers into being a murderer herself and stabs her stepmother. I thought that it was Rachel that she stabbed uh but this movie goes over what happened. And throughout this whole movie, th there are problems with Jamie because of everything that she's experienced. But that whole cursing that uh, Part 4 brought does not come to fruition at all. It actually completely ignores all of that and goes a completely different direction, which is basically Halloween paint by the numbers again. Yeah. Um, which we'll get into with the review, but I hated that direction. Um, I really enjoyed the closing of the film. As a matter of fact, that's the only thing that brought that movie from a four to a six for me, but they completely got rid of it, which almost makes me want to re-review that movie and shit on it even more. I was going to say, I thought the movie was going to go in a different direction and I was expecting it to, was hoping and it didn't, so it definitely fell for me. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that tend to do this, especially big franchises that have a lot of movies and series. They'll kill off a main character real quick or make you think somebody's going to be a main character and turns out they're not. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street does this at one point. There are a bunch of horror movies that are like, okay, this is going to be our lead character, and then it's just not your lead character at all. And it kind of drives me nuts how they do it um how does it make you feel though going into the movie knowing that everything that the previous film built up to just hey ignore it what we'll pick and choose what we want to keep and get rid of the rest yeah i mean in my review i kind of talk about that but it definitely fell short i was expecting a lot more and i was looking forward to it and it it didn't come so wasn't too happy yeah i hear you Okay, uh, let's get into a quick review of this movie, see what we thought before getting into the spoilers. Um, I'll let you go first. So the way that we rate these movies is 1 to 10, 1 being complete dog shit. Do not watch this movie. Do not waste your time. Do not waste somebody else's time recommending this. If this is part of a franchise, as this is, skip it and move on. 5 being this is an average movie. You can watch it, and it's not going to bother you. 10 being this is a masterpiece. This is a great movie. Everybody should watch this. Where do you think that you were? So I went right down the middle. I gave it a 5. Certain parts fell completely short. Other parts kind of raised that number for me. But for me, overall, it was super slow-paced. I had so many questions that still have not been answered, not only from the previous movie leading into this, but then built on from that, that still have not been answered, which I thought they would have by the end. Um, so I gave it a five. Wasn't too thrilled. Okay. What about you? I gave it a three. 
Wow. Yeah, I hate this movie. Uh, it's not the worst movie that I've ever seen. There are far worse movies out there. But the biggest thing for me was the lack of continuity. Uh, they built such an awesome premise for this movie. And another one that kind of made me feel the same way was Jurassic World. Jurassic World built up this awesome movie. And then they're like, hey, let's talk about a person who's cloned. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and Fallen Kingdom. And then the end of Fallen Kingdom, you can tell they're kind of like, well, this was a stupid idea. Hey, the dinosaurs escaped. Let's talk about that in the next movie. And the next movie happens, they do a three-minute recap, and then they're like, but let's talk about that clone person a little bit more. That's, that's how this movie made me feel. Yeah. They built up this awesome story for a franchise that's starting to get stale. Uh, we saw Myers do his murder spree three other times at this point, even though this is the fifth one. You'd think this is the fifth time, but it's only the fourth because three, no Michael Myers. Um, but we've seen the same story so many times, and they built it up to be a different story, and they kind of got rid of it, and that drove me nuts. The, the character development was horrible. Um, I asked you several times throughout the name the movie, who who is this? Yeah, there were so many different names and they didn't explain who they were or how they were related to each other. But, Super confusing. And the funny thing about that is it felt like that. But there's really only five people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the story fell completely short. The, the characters felt like completely different characters depending on what scene you saw them in. They don't introduce them at all. So that way if you're not looking at the IMDb page, you're probably not going to know what their name is by the time they die. And... They're main-ish characters, but they're built up as side characters who don't matter. And it felt like some of the characters were coming back from the fourth movie. So it yeah. was super confusing. Yeah. Uh, there's not too many redeeming qualities in this movie. I'm trying to think of some. The score is horrible. Uh, I even stopped myself a few times and told you, horrible does this sound? It sounds yeah. like... Uh, uh, my kids play the keyboard sometimes, and they know the Halloween theme a little bit, but it's still Mrs. Parts or it's chunky, and yeah. it, it sounds like that. Like they start playing the thing, and then the, there's just silence, and they'll start playing it again, and like somebody hits the keyboard, like, damn, I messed it up. And yeah. they're like, well, we can't afford to re-record it. Let's just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's so bad. Yeah. Um, hell, three may be too high for me. I might. This is a two out of ten. Wow, changing it. Yeah, the more that I think about it, the more that this movie drives me nuts. And I remember this movie. I have seen it before, and I remember being upset by it. I never saw it since, or I have not seen it since I originally saw it a few Even years ago. the name of the movie, The Revenge of Michael Myers, really gets you thinking this is going to be great. He's going to get his revenge. Yeah. It fell completely short. Yeah, they're they're trying to build up a story in this into a the next movie in the series, which we'll get into in the breakdown. But to me, even that did not work. Uh, the new idea that they had, the new direction to take Michael, it just wasn't great. Um, you want to say anything else before uh, we get into spoiler territory? No, I think uh, I think the breakdown will really land us better yeah and i'm sorry if any of that was spoilers i, I realized some of the things that i talked about in the review were sort of spoil spoil spoiler spoilery 
<laughs> not a word, but that's what I'm going to use. But uh, there was no way for me to describe my hatred towards this movie other than to break down a few of the things that made me truly hate it and just tell you, don't watch this movie. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to give the review with not a lot of details and explain why you gave that review. So, sorry. Especially with this one, because yeah. there are certain choices that they make, and specifically the writing department, that just, what the fuck are you doing, man? You had such a great thing going, and then you just got rid of it. But, so moving on, we're going to uh, talk about a little tri- little bit of trivia. Now, this some of this trivia will spoil, so we are in spoiler territory before we get into the breakdown, but I thought some of this stuff was pretty neat. And it shows that even the people who were part of this movie think this is not great, essentially. So the first piece of trivia is after filming for two weeks, Donald Pleasance actually gave his bigger trailer to uh danielle harris once he ended up leaving the set he he left the set well in advance and she ended up staying longer it was because harris's mother has been complaining the whole time about the size of the trailer that her daughter had for the set and pleasance decided that she should have his so it was cool donald pleasance bitchy of the mother i mean it's it's a big enough thing for them to be able to give you a trailer while you're on set working, right. let alone be bitching that it needs to be bigger. You're, it's a kid. It's a kid actor. Come mm-hmm. on. And despite them building it up in the last movie to this kid being very important, yes, this kid had a lot of – Jamie had a lot of time. Daniel Absolutely. Harris had a lot of time in the movie. Very unnecessary to it at this point. They could have killed her and – in between movies and this movie still would have been it might have been better yeah uh which we'll get into uh despite the subtitle the revenge of michael myers which appeared on everything uh movie covers posters everything it didn't appear in the film at all so in the film when it did the title card it only said halloween five in the opening credits that's odd so even the movie's not following its direction uh, the poster depicts Jamie Lloyd in her clown costume from Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. And despite this, she never wore that costume in this movie. She only wore the princess costume. That's Com- true. Completely different costume. No continuity. Once again, uh, the house that Michael returns to recreating the hairbrushing scene later on in the end of the movie. And I thought this, but I didn't write it down because I wasn't sure. It's not the same house design That's as the Myers house too. in the first one. This has like much more of a gothic towery type the, of the look whole to outside it. outside of the house looked completely different. Yeah, but I remember the outside of the house looking very normal in the original one. And then in this one, it was very, very extravagant. There was whole like bunch of different things. Room, like a, uh, what do you call it? The, like on the side of the house. Yeah. Like an extra room or something. Yep. So that that was, once again, lack of continuity, maybe lack of caring about the franchise. Yeah. Uh, all that put in. And everything that I'm talking about is just these people don't care about the Halloween franchise. It, it really feels that way. Yeah. Uh, and the people thought so too. This is the lowest grossing film in the entire series. <laughs> So there are, let's see here, 6, 8, 10, 12, about to be 13 films in this franchise, and this is the lowest grossing out of all of them. It's sad. It is. Um, what did they rate it? What's the rating? So on IMDb, this movie has, let me pull it up. 
I wrote it down on my notebook, but I gave up writing in the notebook because I can't read my own handwriting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, this is a... Is it 4.9 out of 10? So it's Ooh. low. Uh, I give it much lower than that. I gave it a 5, so I was right there. I mean, the problem with these IMDb ratings is you'll typically look at them and the bulk of people will either give it a 1, a 5, or a 10 and nothing in between. And yeah. th this shows that. Yeah. Um, people, and I used to be one of them, so I'm not going to say people do this until I started actually writing down notes and taking reviews. Prior to that, this one probably would have been a one for me um, okay. because I, I'm lowest of the bar, highest of the bar, or medium in the bar. Yeah. Um, I didn't do too many in-between numbers, uh, but this definitely shows that people who rated it rated like that. Um, they originally intended to have the same mask as the last movie for this one to have continuity between the two. It was different, but, wasn't it? Yep, but the mask did not fit the new actor for Michael Myers. So they ended up making a new mask. And thankfully they did because it's much better than the last one. Yes. That is one improvement from Halloween 4 to Halloween 5 is the mask is better. Yes. The one uh, in the last one was just god-awful. It was terrible. And even Donald Pleasance, there's several trivia facts in here about him being pissed about this movie. He was very vocal about his dissatisfaction with the story and with the way that the director uh, was trying to get him to play Dr. Loomis. is very heavy, very overbearing, which you definitely see throughout the movie, yelling that. him at uh, Jamie. Jamie. And that's not... Him, no, that's, that's not, not Loomis. That's not um, what they built him up to it's be. It's very different. He was very vocal about that. And he felt that the success and the shock ending of Halloween 4 was not being capitalized on at all in this. So he was very vocal about, hey, your writing sucks. You don't know my character. See, and that's terrible when you have your own actor in the movie saying, I don't even think this is following the movie that we just did. Right there showing that the, the whole team was not on board in in the making of a successful movie. Yep, and uh, Pleasance was also in disagreements with everybody citing that Jamie should have been portrayed as all evil after stabbing her stepmother at the end of 4 and the way that she showed herself being um, Michael Myers basically emotionless after doing it. Yeah. Um, and once again... The way Halloween 4 ended, I thought I was going to be the killer. I thought that it was going to be fun to come back as the killer or Michael's sidekick. Scary, but fun. That's what uh, Danielle Harris said about it. So she didn't like the idea of it either. Granted, no director in the right mind is going to listen to a nine-year-old giving direction Correct. for the film. But she was very right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the trivia inside of this lies to... the. Dysfunction. Yeah. Dysfunction, I think, is that's the best way word. to put it. And that's what you feel when you're watching this movie is they didn't know what movie they were trying to make. They didn't know what happened previously. They didn't know what they're trying to do. Uh, it, it, it just flat out did not work. Yeah. So let's get into a breakdown of All this. All right, let's do it. So the movie opens with the title card. There is no introduction before getting to it. Um, and... It's a very 
early 90s feel during this title card. All the words have like some type of wavy blood thing going on. You're hearing knife slashes, really slow, ominous piano, and turns out that they're carving a pumpkin, which I'm glad that they got back into a pumpkin in some way, shape, or I form. I thought for sure it was like uh, somebody stabbing somebody because it sounded like blood, which that's cool that you can visualize something when it, it isn't blood, it's something else. But Yeah, but I mean it... I instantly thought that it was going to be a pumpkin. I have seen this movie before, but it, it's so shitty. I barely remembered any of it, and this is so unmemorable that I'm not going to remember it. But to me, it definitely felt like it, it was a knife slashing through a pumpkin. But I knew that they were going for the sound of it being uh, Michael killing somebody just to show similarities, I yes. guess. Yes. So they go into a recap of the last movie like they like to do. Uh, the first two minutes of it is a recap of the end of Halloween 4, which they shit on. Um, but it's just really quick scenes. Yeah. Like they, It's almost like they put it in fast forward as they were showing <laughs> these scenes. Yeah. Uh, so they, they focus on the part where Michael Myers, uh, you know, come out blazing. They're just shooting the fuck out of him. He falls into the earth. The earth falls in on him. And then the movie kind of picks up from there to where it shows a inside the hole that he fell, which is basically a cave. There's a um, tunnel. Yeah, there's a tunnel that he crawls out of real quick. And as he's crawling out, they throw a stick of dynamite in there. Um, and I don't think they bother to check if he's in there. They just, all right, nope. dynamite, nope. let's go home, yep, boys. Good, good job. And beers yeah, all around. Beers all around. They show that Mike crawls out of the tunnel and now he's swimming down the river. Wee! Um, so he gets to an old man's cabin in the woods, uh, pretty far down the uh river, and he gets up to what looks like kill him, and then he passes out. Um so now we get to a title card of Halloween Eve, one year later. So we're a full year down the road. Um, and we're at the Children's Clinic in Haddonfield, Illinois. And we're introduced to Jamie having uh, nightmares in her bed. And we're just hearing Jamie's scream, screams, or try and scream. But she wakes up and she can't scream. Uh, she has the nightmare about stabbing Rachel. Or no, the, the stepmom. Stepmother. I wrote down... Rachel at the beginning because I thought that it was her, but it gets announced as the stepmother. Yes, it's the stepmother. Yep, so she wakes up and she's trying to scream, but she's now a mute. She can't say anything. Uh, she can make some noises and stuff like that, but she can't seem to get words out. And there's a nurse there that uh, has a lot of sympathy for her. She truly cares. Yeah. So it's not like your typical uh, horror movie clinic where – Everybody who works there is evil. They don't care about their patients. Yeah. It, it's complete. She definitely has a soft spot for Jamie. Yeah. She's very upset for her, trying to help her out. Um, but then uh, we go from having visions of Michael's hand clenching, and now Mike has a tattoo on his wrist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've seen the next movie, so I understand what it is, but you obviously don't at this point. Yeah. You just see a tattoo on his wrist. And she's going back and forth from these visions to what she's actually doing, and she's writing on a chalkboard. He's coming for me, and visions of Mike killing the old man. So I don't know whether we're led to believe that these visions are from one year ago, 
like Mike wakes up in the middle of the night or if Mike wakes up at this moment because everything else in the movie, when she's visualizing something, it's happening in real time. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that Mike is just now waking up and killing this old man. So that means Mike is unconscious at this old man's house for an entire year and the old man never calls an ambulance. Even if it was only for an hour, why would you not call when a guy tried to kill you and then passes out? That would be my first instinct. Call the cops. Yeah, well, maybe he didn't think that he was trying to kill him. It was just uh, somebody trying to get help and then stumbles and falls down. Okay, I could see that. And it was on Halloween, so he had a mask on. You okay. have no reason to believe. But for this to be one year later, like... Yeah, it's a little odd. Come on. Um, and maybe the guy didn't have a uh, phone in there, so if this was a vision from a year ago, then it's all, all is forgiven. But everything else in this movie, her visions are real time, so yeah. that really bothers me. Yeah. Um, so the uh, she is going through a complete seizure, Jamie, at this point, and the doctors transport her to another room because of the seizure-like behaviors. And the doctor is ready to punch a hole in her throat to uh, – get some air because he thinks that her trachea is closed and Loomis just appears out of nowhere <laughs> and uh, he tells them don't don't save this girl's life she's just fine I know <laughs> like she's Isn't faking it or something a, he's a psychologist right he's yeah. not an actual well I mean he's a doctor but um, not a medical doctor like that no not at all so why in the world <laughs> yeah it's a weird thing um, so anyway uh, we are now waking up the next day. No title card, no nothing. So we don't know whether this is later on in the day or this is Halloween. I think that we're led to believe that this is Halloween. But it's weird because the first four movies will let you know right. what day it is. And it, the movie let us know that it was the day before Halloween. Right. Halloween Eve. Very mixed up. Which isn't a thing. You just say October 30th. Right. It was Halloween Eve is what they said. <laughs> <laughs> but then they refused to tell us that it's Halloween. Yeah. But uh, I believe that they wake up and it's now the next day. Rachel is with her from the previous movie and she's with her friend Tina who comes in through a window with Max, her dog. I wrote down this dog better not fucking die for no reason. <laughs> so uh, they're all like, oh, no, the dog shouldn't be in here. Huh? But the dog's fun. Okay. <laughs> okay dog can stay Loomis comes in being the fun police pissed that the dog's in there and that everybody's having a good time because the kid should be miserable and kicks Tina and the dog out um, and then somebody throws a rock through the window with a note on it saying the evil child must die that do anything for you? no I don't I didn't understand that they're like what was it like a townsperson? yeah so the town knows she, that she's related to Michael and that she stabbed her stepmom after the incidents. Mm -hmm. So they think that there's some type of continuation between these movies. Little do they know the directors don't give a fuck. Got it. So from here, uh, Tina, we flash over to her. Uh, we're out of the hospital and Tina's walking Rachel home with the dog and spots a man in the trees and we get a visual – the dog spots motion in the trees, not them. And we get a visual of Michael Myers in the trees just hiding out. And there's a lot of jumping back and forth at this point between where the camera decides that it wants to be. We're in the children's place one minute. We're back in the house. The other, we're in the children's place. And it was very confusing. Jamie's flashing the out. Forth, the back and forth. It really had me lost for almost the whole movie because I could not figure out 
what type of story they were trying to tell. It was very confusing. Yep, and uh, I must have asked about a dozen times, who is this person? Yeah. Oh, that's Tina. Yeah. Uh, Well, we originally thought that it was somebody else. We thought it was Lindsay from the last movie. Lindsay or something like that from the last movie. I think that she died, though. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. It's a forgettable movie. Um, But this person's name is Tina, and I'm still trying to figure it out at this point. Uh, It isn't until like the halfway point of the movie that they're actually telling you what these characters' names are. Uh, They might have said it in passing once in the beginning, but very hard. Anyway, um, so a couple of jump scares here, and then Tina ends up leaving, and Rachel's in the shower. Max is barking at Mike. Um, I said Max better not die. <laughs> so you said it at this moment. Uh, Jamie has a vision of Max and then Loomis calls uh, Rachel to make sure that the dog is okay. So she's just wearing a towel at this point. She's like, oh, yeah, Max is fine. He's been barking at cats all day. He's having the day of his life. Uh, Loomis is all freaked out. He's like, you need to go check on her. Uh, at this point, we see Mike in the background of the house, but she doesn't see it. And the dog is gone. Doors wide open. So she calls the cops over. She runs outside naked in a towel to the neighbors, neighbors, (laughs) um, which I I, I get it. I get why. Now, is this where the clown noises came in? Mm, Yes. What what was that? (laughs) Yeah. Like It sounded like a circus. Yeah. So uh, this movie thought that it would be fun to make the cops in this town look like clowns. I think that's their direction because the cops can't do shit in this town. Michael always runs amok, so that's okay. the director's approach. But he get, I wrote down, dumbest fucking scene in any movie that I've ever seen where it tries to take itself seriously or makes fun of one part in the movie and falls flat. So the sheriffs come to the house, and as they're walking, you can hear like squeaks as they walk with clown noises in the background. That's what I thought. I thought maybe I was hearing things, and then nope. I thought... Clown this shoes. Is so weird. <laughs> As they walk out, it's dun 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 yeah, dun and squeak, 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 thing. squeak. Yeah. Oh, oh my fucking god, this movie. It's horrible. <laughs> so the sheriffs are just saying, Oh yeah, there's nothing that we want to do more than help somebody find their dog, and the dog is just there. Comes <laughs> running back. So Loomis confirms to Jamie that the dog is okay, she's okay, and Loomis just starts fucking yelling in this kid's face, you know where she is, you know where Michael is, tell me where Michael is, and he's shaking this kid, grabbing her, touching her, and the nurse is just like, yo, chill the fuck out, Mike, uh, chill the fuck out, uh, Loomis. Yeah. It's a kid. Yeah, he's getting so angry at her, and it's like, first off, she can't speak, so she can only write or yeah. use sign language. And second, how the hell do you know that she knows where Mike is? I'm sure he, she wants him dead. Right, she's scared just as much as yeah. everybody else, if not more, because she's related to him. Yeah, so we jump back to Rachel. She's getting dressed, and Mike is hiding in her closet. Uh holding the curtain rod or something they just really want to show that this dude's got veins in his fucking fist when he clenches things like dude's jacked good for him um and it shows you that many many times so max starts barking again rachel looks outside annoyed at him and notices that he's barking at the house and then she hears glass break downstairs so she runs downstairs she's fully dressed now and myers uh 
she notices that the picture frame of uh, Jamie is on the ground, broken. Looks like a bullet went through it, but I guess that we're supposed to expect that that happened from falling or something. Yeah, there was like a big hole in one spot. Yep. So Michael Myers comes out and stabs her with some scissors. So Rachel, the big star left over from the last movie besides Jamie, is now dead or stabbed or – but we don't know. Yeah, they didn't really tie that – that end up. Uh, they did at the end of the movie. Well, but at the end, but I'm saying at this point, you... I mean, she's such a big part in the last movie. Why are we doing this? Why are we just getting rid of her right at the beginning and pointlessly? Yeah. Like, so pointlessly. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. So, from here, Jamie starts to do some more shaking, and Loomis is yelling at the sheriff, uh, you never saw his eyes, his nothingness, his blankness, and Lum Loomis, and I like to say this stuff, but uh, at least this is Loomis. So, we finally get a few seconds of what Loomis actually is. Yes. There's a few seconds, despite me hating it at the beginning, liking it a little bit later on, I'm starting to get the Loomis that I love at this point back. Uh, and he's just going line after line after line. I prayed he would burn in hell, but I knew in my heart hell would never have him. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. God damn it, Loomis, as you're much awesome. As, like in the beginning, you hated it. You're you actually want that. You like that type of Loomis. I love versus it. Versus where he's shaking a nine year old little girl because she can't speak. Yeah, just beating the fuck out of children. Yeah. That's not the Loomis I that, that I love. That's the other reason why this movie really fell for me because you're expecting me, this serial killer that's just chasing this child that's nine years old. It just gave me this like super weird feeling. I don't really care for that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So from here, uh, yet yeah, another jump cut to somewhere completely different, and we're back to Tina. Apparently, Tina's our lead in this movie. Shift about halfway through the movie of who we actually should care about. And uh, she shows up to Rachel's house, just walks in, no knocking, no nothing. And this is apparently her house now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's funny, as she's walking around trying to find where Rachel is, there's like some 90s cop drama music playing. The guitar <laughs> uh, slides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it has no place in this movie, but I mean nothing does, so why the fuck not? Yeah. Um so as she lays down in the spare bedroom, she finds the broken picture frame with no picture in there. But then the doorbell rings, so, ah, fuck it, I don't care. Uh, her friend Sammy shows up, which we don't find this name out for a long fucking time. And they leave the house together, and Mike was stalking them through the window. So after that, we're back to Jamie flinging herself around on the bed like the exorcist. And uh, <laughs> then we leave there. And now we're at the park. This movie's all over the fucking place. So uh, Sammy and Tina are walking around in the park and talking. And I just wrote the stupidest conversations ever. I get it. They're trying to build up. Oh, don't worry about uh, Rachel. Tina was always best friends with Sammy. So who needs Rachel? We're best friends forever. And we can have girl talk like the best of them. (laughs) So Tina's bad boy. Uh boyfriend Mikey picks them up and Jamie sees Myers in the woods so we went from there back to the children's place Mikey's now in the woods there I say Mikey Michael Myers not Mikey the character because you know it makes sense to have a Mikey and a Michael and have Mikey also called Michael 
this movie fucking sucks. Uh, so Jamie is now getting chased throughout the building by Michael Myers with terrible fucking music playing. It was and, like a children's toy. Yeah, this is the one that I was talking about previously. Like it, it sounded like a kid who didn't know how to play piano. You gave him sheet music for Halloween and they just said go to town and whatever the first take is, that's what we're going to keep. Yeah. Don't don't worry about practicing. Don't just worry do it. if you mess up. We'll just keep it. No problem. <laughs> so uh, we're now in the basement and she's still getting chased by Michael Myers and Myers grabs uh, Jamie and it turns out that it was just a janitor the whole time. Okay. <laughs> Nurse claims that they've been looking forever for – this whole scene was like a minute long. Yeah. How yeah. are they searching forever? They don't even – how are they even going to know that she's gone that quickly, let alone be searching forever? Whatever. This movie sucks. So uh, Loomis starts shaking Jamie saying that she's protecting Myers more. Loomis beating the fuck out of nine-year-olds. And <laughs> he's like, oh, Myers, he dug up a coffin, a nine-year-old girl's coffin. What do you think he's going to do with that? I don't know. You're nine years old. Yeah, we'll find him together. Yeah. So from here, we are back at the bus stop. It, well, back at – we're now at the bus stop and some person with some S&M boots uh, – Hops out of the bus. That's all that you see. And now we're back with Loomis. Uh, Loomis enters the Myers house. This is where I noticed that doesn't look like the Myers house at all. Um, a gazebo. That's the thing I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. they, yep. they added a gazebo to the front of the house. Yeah. And it was painted, which I can understand. Like, you know, painted. Looks pretty. Yeah. It was painted like a blue color, which I'm sure over the years they – the original michael myers house probably got painted or i don't think so because in every movie the myers house is there and it shows that it's decrepit and nobody lived there that right. town haunts places which that's what i thought too so it was and weird the house does look decrepit here as well it so does, they're not going to do an addition to the house it, it just looks stupid it looks yeah. out of place and stupid so Meyer, uh loomis walks in gun drawn and he starts asking for myers and he hears uh, walking upstairs and he's just talking with Myers, having a good old conversation without Myers being there. And S&M Boots person is there and you find out that they have the same tattoo as Myers on the wrist. Yeah, I noticed um, that too. And then there's a fun jump scare of a rat in the basement because woo <laughs> Halloween 5. So now we're back at the school um, – or not school, the uh, children's house and Myers's stuff. We're not at the school. We're somewhere else. And Myers is stalking Mikey while he's cleaning his car. Yeah. So Mikey's out there uh, waxing his car. And you find out that he has a really short fuse because he blows up when um, Spitz <laughs> Spitz touches his car. Yeah. And they end up having a conversation about how they're going to get a few cases of beer. Uh, and they got to hide out in the back so that way the this owner doesn't know. This was a funny know. scene to me because he spends all that time waxing his car, super obsessed with it, freaking blows around the corner with the stop sign, backs up all over the grass just to get the beer. Yeah. Like, what? That made no sense. Yeah, it's all dirty again. Because <laughs> it, like, it's all dirt-filled roads and shit. Right, I it mean, it's it, a cool image of him burning out because it's a badass car. Right. But then all the waxing that he just did goes to nothing. Right. He obviously doesn't care. But he pulls into the store and uh, they load the beer up. Uh, Spitz walks away and now Myers is behind him and he 
gets a garden fork and oh, puts it in the car and hate, does some Freddy Krueger stuff to his I car. I hate the sound of nails on a chalkboard, and that is exactly what it sounded like. It drove me nuts. I was like, with my fingers in the couch, I hate that sound. I hate that sound quite a bit, too. But it's a very good scare that they use in Nightmare on Elm Street franchise yes. several times. Yes. And this is a direct ripoff of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And if you're trying to compete with them, why are you trying to do the same goddamn yeah. thing? I mean, I did like it because so. obviously Mikey was super obsessed with his wax job on his car. So to have Myers go and scratch it up, yeah, good detail, but I could have done without the noise. But I get why it was there. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, uh, they get into a little fisticuffs action because Mikey's super upset that somebody messed up his sweet-ass car, and then Myers just shoves the garden fork into his forehead. That was neat. It was. It was a good little touch. Uh, very bad continuity when he showed him on the ground dead, though, because it, you could visibly see that it was just laying there. Yeah. So either this garden fork ripped the top part of his forehead off in order for it to be laying flat on the ground, or if the prop fell out and they just... Fuck it, it's good enough. <laughs> um, so now we're back to the kids. The kids are getting ready for the Halloween party. They have some type of costume party. So Jamie is getting dressed up as a princess and her uh, little friend Billy. That's his name, right, Billy? Billy. Yeah, Billy gives uh, Jamie some flowers and said this is for you and then gives her a bracelet. That's for good luck. And then she gives him a little smoochy smooch. So, Aww, so cute. Yeah, and that's the only uh, character development that you get between the two of them. So from here, we go on to a uh, costume pageant that's at the kids' house later that night. So once again, this is where I stopped and asked Stacey, are we on Halloween day? Yeah, did we miss a scene? <laughs> did we <laughs> like, miss when they said it was Halloween? I know this movie's bad and I have a hard time paying attention, but they usually leave those title cards on there for a while saying when the days change and yeah. I didn't see one. And yeah, I was very confusing on the day. So Myers is now wearing a different mask inside of the car and picks up Tina. It's like some grumpy old man mask. This is the one that Mikey had in there for Halloween, I guess. And Myers decided that he wanted to wear it. So uh, Jamie freaks out once again. Myers floors it. And because she's somehow connected. Yes, she's very connected to it. She can see visions of things that are about to happen. So Jamie knows something is going to happen to Tina. Uh, and she's over there freaking the fuck out. Myers floors it, and then you can see S&M Boots uh, person. <laughs> you don't know who the hell it is. I just yeah. kept calling him S&M Boots. I just S &M black boots. boots with a terrible steel toe. Yeah, S&M Boots person is sitting out, standing outside of the car watching Myers floor it with tina in there so myers isn't talking at all and tina is just having her normal conversation gives myers a smooch with a different mask and she's like oh i need to stop here and get some cigarettes he doesn't want to stop but stops anyway and then backs up the dude's a fucking awesome driver <laughs> like we talked about last time yeah. you only need to drive four times in your life and then you're right for nascar yeah for sure he's really good yeah so uh back to uh Jamie freaking the fuck out in the children's home about Tina, Tina, Tina. And then Luma starts beating the fuck out of her. Where is Tina? Uh, and she says the building that they're at. And then a million cops show up Cookie at this woman, gas station. And just based on that um, wording, the guy goes, oh, I know where that is. Dale's gas station. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I mean, it is a small town. It is. And if you live there your whole life and that image has been there for a long time, then maybe. But kid, just, a kid has visions and says cookie woman. And then somehow that derives 10 cop cars to pull up at the exact same time. So the cops in this fucking town work in caravans only. You're either getting no cars <laughs> or, or you're going to get a whole goddamn caravan of yes. policemen. And ev- everything. Since Halloween 3, that's how they work. Yeah. Maybe it's they know Michael Myers is for real skis and don't send just one cop any anymore. We need to send 70. But if this is that small of a town, how do they have that many cops? That's what I was thinking. How do you have that many cops (laughs) to be able to just drop a hat and be like, all right, go to this place. We need a caravan. Maybe on Halloween day they (laughs) send in reinforcements from surrounding towns. I don't know because they know. You don't want to be alive in Haddonfield on Halloween. You don't want to be around on Halloween. Yeah, if I I was a parent there, I would uh, stay with a family member during Halloween day. I don't think I would ever have Halloween there, let alone would I live there. Fuck no. And I would certainly not leave my kids to go trick-or-treating alone. Yeah, I mean, well, shit parents are shit parents. So the cops grab Tina, and she's all super bummed out because she was having a good time with Mikey in the car. And it turns out it was the wrong Mikey, and she turns around, and Myers is gone. He just leaves completely unnoticed. The 70 cop cars that were there didn't notice Michael Myers sitting there waiting. (laughs) So Tina shows up uh, to the... Uh, children's house and all of a sudden she can talk again jamie yeah jamie can talk because you know why not that's all she needed to do was see tina and tina's all crying it's a touching moment that tina truly cares about her but then she just leaves so they build up this jamie's begging yeah they build up uh this emotional scene of tina's fine or jamie's finally able to talk tina's super super happy about it and then she's like all right i'm going back to my party to fuck my boyfriend yeah, super weird. Yeah. So, bad character development again. Jamie goes and runs away to try and find Tina because she thinks something bad's going to happen to her, and Billy runs away too. So, the cops see Myers drive by and decide to play Crazy Aids instead. The cops are outside of this party, and they're told, hey, be on the lookout for Michael Myers. They see Michael Myers in a car, and then he leaves. And then they look at each other and they say, do you think that we should uh, look into that? I think our order said that we're supposed to stay here. You want to play Crazy Eights? Sure. <laughs> and then they do. Like there's a next scene is them playing Crazy Eights. Yeah. Do you think they just didn't think it was actually him? It was just some guy in a costume? Very possible. But this movie very clearly showed that the cops are clowns. Yeah. So. I know. Uh, then a minute later, the next scene is, uh, Tina and Sammy running out of the party and Michael Myers chasing them and the cops actually get out. Um, they're both scared, especially the one he's cowering behind the other, but they get out and they're about to shoot Myers. And it turns out that it's just old spits having an old prank on the cops a year after like 30 people died from Michael Myers in this town. Yeah. They re- those kids, they really love to play those pranks on the cops. Eh, silly kids. <laughs> um, so they say, hey, it's just a prank, and the cops joke about the prank and how lousy they are at being cops, and then more clown noises start playing in the background. This movie. It, it 
it does not try and take itself serious at all in a movie that does nothing but in its franchise that does nothing but take itself serious. Yeah. And it's not like this movie is poking fun at the other movies. It's just saying, hey, we know this movie sucks. Yeah. Uh, was this during the writer's strike? Uh, it probably was. I need to do a little bit of research on that. But if the I last remember- one said that it was, this came out a year after the last one. So maybe it was maybe that's why maybe they didn't really have the yeah the writing skills but again it's possible but I can write a movie better than this and I've never wrote a movie <laughs> I'd love to see it I I think that I easily could write a script better than this especially given the awesome ending that the last one I know. had I still go back to that that was such a great ending this and movie they just pisses fell. me off. So short. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. So from here, Tina, Sammy, and Spitz enter a barn because the cops aren't going to do anything to them for their little murder prank. And uh, there, there's some cats in there, apparently some kittens, and they're chasing after them. And we get a cat jump scare now. So we had a rat jump scare. Now we got a cat jump scare. But she what can tell somebody Seuss? else is there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just going through the whole uh, barn. Um, I did say I hope no animals are hurt because I cannot handle a movie that tortures animals. Yeah. So I was praying that that was not going to happen. Yeah. So the cat jump scare happens and then uh, she can tell somebody else is in there. So she starts looking for either Sammy or Spitz. And not even a sec, 10 seconds after the last jump scare, we get another one of Sammy and Spitz jumping out of the hay. Uh, to spook. Oh, we got a prank on her again. And Tina leaves. She's like, oh, this is bullshit. Uh, And Sammy is now looking for Spitz. And then he starts acting like Michael Myers attacking her. So we get another jump scare. So within a five-minute span, we get three fake fake out jump scares. And I really did think when Spitz was pretending to be Michael Myers, I really thought that that was it. Yeah, because they were giving uh, sound effects of him actually stabbing. Yes, so that really did get me thinking, wow, that's a good scare. I thought that it was a good kill, and turns out it was nothing. Correct. So uh, where are we here? Uh, Tina leaves. So Spitz and Sammy start fucking in the hay, and you can hear the door open and somebody enter. Yeah, I said Spitz and Sammy start getting getting it on, and Myers is there and ready to. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He's ready to get it on. Yep. But he has a different style of getting it on. He <laughs> grabs a pitchfork and stabs Spitz in the back. Well, I, he's mid like mid stroke, so yeah. pushes him in a little bit deeper. Yeah. Uh, stupid ass kill. The graphics were terrible for it. I thought the noises that Spitz was making in the middle of having sex with Sammy were ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely over the top. Literally felt like a bad porno. <laughs> it was so unrealistic like i get that this movie doesn't take itself seriously but that part of it i was like come on i could not wait for it to be done because it was so uncomfortable yeah so she grabs the pitchfork have spitzes back and then myers like threatens myers with it and then myers slashes her throat with the fucking sickle which i thought was a pretty cool that scene, was a cool scene. That, that was one of the very very few kills in this movie that is like oh that's worth having. The rest of them, they didn't even feel like kills. It felt like if you were watching John Wick and somebody dies, but if they just pan right over to something else. Yeah. That's how the these kills felt to me, the vast majority of them. So the cops see Myers again, um, calls him over, 
and tells him to drop the I can't I think that he had the pitchfork or the sickle one of the two and they're being goofballs uh, one of them super scared and he's hiding behind the other cop and they're, he's whispering to the other one what to say yeah so then we uh flash back to tina who's now looking for sammy and spitz she decided that they've been fucking in the barn for too long and she finds the kitten and the kitten has blood all over it and then their bodies just fall out of nowhere so Myers strung the bodies up or something um and then she runs out to call for help 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 but somehow i guess the party must have just ended because yeah. everybody was leaving so everybody was gone skinny dipping that's why she went to go uh, find um i missed that sammy and spitz yeah i heard was, her say that but i didn't hear saying, her oh, at the party already naked might as well come skinny dipping with us that's why she yeah. went to the barn makes sense so both of the bodies fall on her and then she finds both of the clown cops dead in their car um <laughs> It tries zooming in on one of the cops' uh, damage or uh, – just looks stupid. Didn't look like an actual kill scene or anything. It just looked dumb. So Jamie finds Tina and uh, Billy is with him as well. So you got the two kids and Tina and then Myers is in the car revving the engine. <laughs> and then he starts chasing Jamie around, and in my head, uh, or she, it starts chasing Tina around. And in my head, I'm just thinking of that damn song, because she just keeps swerving and dodging him. And then Myers gets all upset. Now he's chasing Billy around the little kid, and uh, he's not getting anywhere with that. And so then he, he starts, he starts chasing Jamie around. And he starts, she's getting around. And I'm, I wrote down, this car is built for fucking off-roading. Because it is smashing trees down. It's going through all the dirt. If you, It wasn't even, it was a, like a muscle car. It was a muscle car, yeah. But I'll tell you what, there's no car better for off-roading than this car. <laughs> this thing will beat the highest raised Jeep out there. I know, the grass, it was like going through the grass. It was like 10 feet tall. It was like That nothing. wasn't grass, that was trees. <laughs> even worse yeah they were like six foot tall trees and it was just mowing them down yeah, it was crazy. and eventually it uh hits a tree and then the fucking car just explodes yeah. but don't worry Meyer sits in the car that blew up and is on fire for about a minute a full minute that yes. are focused in on this and then michael myers comes out without a scratch on him he has a latex mask how is that thing not burnt to a, a ball of latex but yeah. no completely fine just yeah. like it was before the yeah. accident uh so here tina gets stabbed in the shoulder um but she does it so that way jamie can get away because myers was within she arm's reach of jamie herself. so she sacrificed herself and jamie runs away and then all of a sudden loomis is there in the woods and grabs the kids of course. He's always in the right place at the right time. Perfect. Perfect place. Michael Myers was just Luckily, about to get he Jamie and he's there. The and the whole fucking cop caravan pulls up behind him. Yeah. <laughs> so we got cops. we got 30 cop cars pull in after Loomis is there by himself for a minute. <laughs> what is this movie? So uh, the ambulance brings Tina out on a gurney and her arm falls out. So she's dead. And uh, Loomis asks Jamie to finally help him. And she agrees to it by asking, like, what do you need? So Loomis uh, talks in the woods to nobody, assuming that he's assuming Michael is still there. 
saying it will destroy you one day, this rage that drives you. You will think that you can kill them and it will all just go away. But this rage, <laughs> rage this, rage that. Loomis giving awesome Loomis lines. I fucking love it. Like when Loomis is being Loomis, this movie is at its brightest and this yes, is at its absolutely. brightest right here. So uh, he's yelling, Michael, go home, go to your house. I'll be waiting for you there. I'm, uh, she'll be waiting for you there. You can find her there. So he's basically using Jamie as bait. That's what he needs her for. So Loomis and Jamie. He always has her best interests at heart. Oh, yeah. He cares about her in this movie. V- very much so. Yes. So Loomis and Jamie are in the Myers house and cops are hiding in the bushes like a million fucking cops are in the bushes. <laughs> they had the SWAT team there, I <laughs> Yeah, they had the SWAT team. They have 30 cop cars and the cops giving a signal to Jamie for one to come. You got to... Bang the table three times really loud. It's like, look, I'll pop out real quick, and I'll hide, and they'll pop over out. All the logistics and and she kept being like, "Yo, shut the fuck up." Michael's supposed to be coming, and he can hear you. And Luma says that too. He's like, "Hey, he may not be able to see you, see you, but he can hear you." That was the one time <laughs> I thought, "Wow, Luma's, you're right." <laughs> yeah, you're right. But there's 30 fucking cop cars you in the street. Think that Michael Myers would see all the cop cars. The whole street. Night? There's nothing but cop cars. And you know oh, this because be you know this because uh, somebody gets killed over at the uh, children's house, and then all the cop cars like they, they all rush to the other side. Cops are filing out of the woods like a clown. It's coming out of a damn clown car. I'm surprised <laughs> that they weren't playing the clown music here too. Um, so now we're back at the house, and there's an elderly cop up with uh, Jamie, and they're like, okay, we are going to come to the station with us. And Loomis locks him in, puts a gun up to the cop's head. Like, how has Loomis not been arrested yet? He has broken so many laws and just took over the sheriff's department. Right. Um, they should give him just he, a badge just for that. Yeah. He's the man. Uh, so uh, the cop's going to bring Jamie to the station. Lo- Loomis... Locks him in, cop outside, gets rear-ended, and Michael Myers is killing him over the radio. He's clearly dying on the radio, but the cop says, I can't tell if I can hear you. Can you still hear me? <laughs> and there's sounds of the dude gargling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just drinking God, something. Can, can you hear me out there? <laughs> and Loomis pulls his gun out on the cop, tells him to stay with the little girl, and then he leaves. And he's telling Michael, Jamie can stop the rage inside of you. Michael lets Loomis walk right up to him, and they're talking like they're best bros. <laughs> Michael's still holding the knife out, but he's slowly bringing it down. And uh, Loomis just like, yo, dog, it's cool. <laughs> Chill. Yeah. It's just me. What's up? It's just me. We're going to talk this out. Jamie, yeah, she's upstairs. We're ready to talk. And then Michael slices Loomis open, shoves his head through a fucking window, and then shoves him off a balcony that was never there in any of the other scenes from any Michael Myers movie that I've seen before. Yes. Uh, This is like some grand uh, ballroom that they're in, but apparently it's the Myers house. Uh, So from here, the cop very, very, very poorly tries to get them to escape. He's like tying a rope together, can't figure out how to tie it, throws it out the window, and he's I can't figure this thing out. And (laughs) he climb on my back. Oh, we both won't fit if you're on my back. Get off my back. Okay, you go. It was five (laughs) minutes of him just trying to navigate how to do it. How how to get this kid out of the window. Well, apparently all that you need to do is throw a TV wire out the window if you watch the last movie. Uh, So Myers busts into the room and the cop completely misses with his handgun like it misses him by two feet from 10 feet away and i wrote down where did the shotgun go you have the shotgun in this room 
from the beginning, and now I he only he has used, a handgun. He used it to break the window. What, did he throw it out the window? I guess. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's a cop in that town. <laughs> yeah, true. So, Oh, I don't need this anymore. He misses with all of his shots, and then Myers punches the cop like they're boxing now, and then he ends up hanging him with the rope and throwing him outside. So now we're back at the clinic, and there's bodies all around, and then the cops are getting radio calls to go back to the Myers house. All right, guys, back to the caravan. <laughs> Because they couldn't have left half the people there. Right. They only that, had 80 cops. They that can't... wouldn't have made sense, just a split between yeah. the two places. Yeah, why would they leave 40 cops there? That's not helpful. No. They it's like 80 to go or back none. And forth. 80 or none. They're best buds. So from here, we're back in the Myers house. Jamie is locking herself into a room. And I was watching this, like, the door's open. Yeah, I don't know why Leave. she didn't just run out. But she decides to hide in the laundry chute or coal chute, whatever that is, instead. And she, Meyer sees her, uh, is trying to get her. She falls to the basement. Michael goes down there. He's trying to get her. The chute's locked, so Myers has to rip the door off. And Michael is just stabbing the chute. And she's staying still, but now she's at the top of the chute again. Uh, okay. So the cop yeah. caravan is shown driving back there, and now she's up in the attic for some reason, and there's candles lit everywhere. The coffin is up in the attic. There's ice skating shoes hung up all over the wall. You see Ma Max, the dog, dead. Yeah, I hated that part. Rachel is dead. I believe the sheriff is the third person that showed. Yeah, I didn't dead. remember who the third one was. I think there was a sheriff. I, I don't know. I noticed he kind of, I'm there. assuming Michael did it, obviously. Yeah, well, it's either Michael or uh, S&M Boots guy. Either way, they were hung up kind of like toys. Like Yeah. I, that's what I noticed. And that's how Michael does it uh, whenever he, he displays his toys. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. So Jamie is laying in the coffin and she calls Myers Uncle Boogeyman and asks him if he can take his ma mask off. And she's like, oh, you're he's got beautiful hair, very luscious hair, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very similar to Tom Cruise style hair oh, in boy. the time. Uh, what beautiful a man. Crush. Yeah. And so does she. She says, you're just like me. And you can see a tear in her eye. So in his eye. No, hers. Pretty sure it was hers. He, he cried too. Oh, oh, good. Glad that they're making Michael a bitch. Yeah, I saw like a Rob tear Zombie. Go, go down his face. So uh, she runs away real quick after the tear that they share, and uh, he puts his mask back on real quick. Stupid how long he had his mask off. Um, that's not this franchise's style. But anyway, um, Loomis is alive and starts using her spade. He grabs her and he's like, oh, I got the little girl. You want the little girl? And Mike's like, oh, yeah, I do. And then yeah, he's, he's walking like, over to him. And Mike drops a chain net on Myers. Like, where the fuck did we get this? And starts shooting him with a tranquilizer gun <laughs> and beating the from? fuck out of him with a two by four. But I put the swinging is so obviously fake. <laughs> it is so slow and it's barely touching the guy's body. It does not look like he's swinging a two by four to hurt him, <laughs> but to let him know this is the scene that we're about to do. And they didn't want to refilm it. <laughs> So Michael falls down and then Loomis passes out on him when the cops arrive. I did like the visual of from inside Michael like is in the chains and they kind of showed from him standing looking out. I thought that was cool to see through the chains Michael. Yep. So now the caravan of cops showed up and they locked up Michael. So Michael is now in jail and they're like he's going to maximum security where he'll never escape. And Jamie says he'll never die 
he'll always escape. So Jamie's the new Loomis. And uh, the cop goes to bring Jamie out. And while the cop is talking to Jamie, you can see S&M Boots person walking into the prison. With and a bag. With a bag. A big explosion is heard. The cop leaves Jamie alone in the parking lot. And then you hear guns blazing inside. Um, and it shows visuals of S&M Boots guy shooting up the jail. Jamie walks in. There are dead cops everywhere. The door to Michael's cell is open. Michael's obviously gone. Jamie starts crying. Credits roll. Movie's over. Fuck this movie. Yeah. Yep. Terrible. Two out of ten seems too high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my five. After describing it, I almost want to bring it down to a one, but two is fine. My five seems pretty high after really reviewing it. You love this movie compared to me. (laughs) So I think that's it. Do you have anything else that you want to say? It was bad. Yeah, it was not good. Real bad. So uh, the next movie is Halloween 6, and we should have a review up for that shortly. Um, As of now, we're doing these reviews about once every day, but once we start getting into the swing of things after Halloween ends, I believe that we're going to do episodes once per week and get more on a scheduled rotation for when these things come out. Um, One per day is way too much. It's taken a lot of time out of our schedule between the – Two hours of watching the movie, one hour of recording the show, telling our kids and dog that they have to be quiet <laughs> during it. It's quite a bit, and I don't think we can do it every single day. But we'll be bringing this content out as much as uh, we can because I enjoy doing it. I hope you enjoy listening to it. And this has been The Horror's Edge. I am Phil. And I'm Stacy. We'll see you next time.